Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for September 1st, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, have three new videos up on the blog. Uh, let's start with uh, from last week's NXT. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. So, uh, this was set up after Io's successful title defense on Saturday's TakeOver show. So, Raquel tried to attack Io after the match and Rhea made the save. Now, they usually do a War Games match on November's TakeOver show. So, this is the start of the build for that. Right? Dakota is looking for a title rematch, and she may get it, I don't know. Rhea also wants a title shot, but I expect we will see a Rhea versus Raquel hospital at some point. So most of this match is after the commercial break. They take a commercial break about, I think, a minute in. And so the end comes when Mercedes Martinez interferes and knocks Rhea into the, into the steps. So it's two-on-one, and Raquel gets a couple of near falls on Io, but Io makes the tag, and Rhea is still reeling from the attack. Raquel slams her down and gets the win. So uh, like I said, uh, they're going to be doing a War Games match uh, in, in November. So uh, we'll see. That's why you got so many different wrestlers involved, because the, you know it's going to be like five of it, and it's five or something like that. And so uh, that's what that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, as far as um, uh, Raw, Oscar uh, was not on um, Sunday's uh, Payback show, uh, but she was on last night's Raw, but not wrestling. She was basically, they want to set up a new challenger for her. It looks like that's going to be Mickey James. And so Mickey came out. Uh, she had a match with Lana, of all people, and she won that. So I don't know if they're going to, uh, make her wrestle um, uh, Natalia, but I mean, I suppose. But uh, I, I don't like it when they don't use Asuka in the ring because that's where her strength is. She did commentary last night. The other thing is, we still have uh, we have uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax won the tag team championships, uh, or should I say that Shayna won them single handedly? So the thing they've got, this angle is, first of all, they're not getting along. They don't like each other. And Naya is acting like um, she did everything, right? And not only that, she's celebrating way too much. You know what they say in the NFL? When you score a touchdown, pretend, even if you haven't been there before, you never scored a touchdown, act like you have been there before. So that's (laughs) the thing with Naya is she's acting like, well, she's never won a title belt, right? So she's, of course, acting like a complete idiot. And, and Shane is looking at her and saying, what the hell are you doing? So uh, they're going to have uh, be defending those titles against um, uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Ruby Riot because they beat um, the Iconics last night. And because the Iconics lost, believe it or not, they were forced to split up, which is kind of interesting because those two have been friends since high school in Australia. So... Anyway, it's kind of odd. So, like I said, we never know what's going to happen in that joint. But um, I have two UFC shows from the uh, Saturday's UFC show on the blog. Uh, the videos are up. Uh, the first one is Alexa Grasso versus, uh, there's actually three, my mistake. Alexa Grasso versus Gion Kim. Um, uh, this is Alexa's first fight at flyweight. She's 27 years old from Mexico. She trains at her dad's gym. 
she's a striker, but she doesn't throw very hard. And like a lot, uh, she doesn't throw very hard. Like a lot of Korean fighters, G is a kickboxer who got into MMA in Japan. Though she is a hard puncher, she's a counter puncher, so she's not aggressive enough. So really, neither of them have ground skills, so I expected this to be a kickboxing match. So round one was pretty close, but Kim is a counterpuncher to a fault. I mean, look, she needs to throw more, all right? And um, she just didn't. So Alexa won this fight just basically by throwing more punches and actually landing them, even though she doesn't throw very hard, Okay. So it, it didn't make, you know, G did not make any adjustments until it was too late. And, and then in round three, G went for clinching on the fence. And that's not what she needed to be doing uh, when she needs a finish. So and Alexa even got a takedown at the end of round three. So I scored the fight 30-27 for Alexa, and so did the judges. I wasn't all that impressed with Alexa, but G fought a very poor fight. It, it doesn't make me think that Alexa can beat someone some of the better fighters. However, G needs to make major adjustments to rise above the lower mid-card. Okay, so that video is up on the blog. Uh, the second one is Pollyanna Viana versus Emily Whitmire. This is at strawweight. Uh, Pollyanna is on a three-fight losing streak. Uh, she's a BJJ whiz, but her striking is terrible. And, and she seems to get worse as the fight goes on. Like, they made mention that all her fights have been finishes. The problem with her is once she gets past the first round, she doesn't seem to have much left. Uh, Emily is from from Oregon. She was in Tough 26 for flyweights. She's 2-2 two and two in the UFC as a strawweight, and she now trains with John Wood at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. Emily immediately goes for a takedown. She's in top position, but uh, Pollyanna is very active from the bottom. She's throwing elbows mainly to distract Emily, so she can grab her arm, and that's about it. Pollyanna wins with an arm bar. So it was a big win for her because she, of course, you know, she lost three in a row. Yeah, I guess it's back to the drawing board for Emily. Uh, I didn't think much of her. Okay, the third fight is pretty funny. It's uh, Mallory Martin versus Hannah Cyphers from last night's, from the UFC show in Las Vegas. Mallory is 23 years old. She trains at Elevation in Denver. She is a former Invicta fighter who lost her UFC debut to Verna Jandaroba. Uh, I expected this to be easier as Hannah has been inept. Uh, when she fought in smaller companies, Hannah seemed to have KO power. We haven't really seen that in the UFC and she is inept on the ground. So I think we were all surprised when Hannah knocked Mallory down in round one. And, and really, she needed to finish Mallory right then and there because when she, when she doesn't do that, I knew that Hannah was going to be in big trouble in round two. Uh, and so Mallory took Hannah down, pounded her enough to get her to, to, to get her to give up her back and got a rear naked choke for the finish. So, uh, you know, she got a big win and she got a bonus for it as well. Hannah is still inept. Both Schwann, Humes and I think the UFC will keep Hannah around as long as she is willing to fight anyone, though I would have released her already. Uh, we will talk about this on this week's Big Topic in Women's MMA podcast. Okay, so all three of those videos are up on my blog. And what we have uh, this Saturday is another UFC show. So uh, there's, um, uh, let's see, two women's fights. And those are supposed to be three women's fights. But uh, Nico Montano 
versus Julia Avila was um, rescheduled because Nico uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So that is going to happen in October, early October. Okay, so uh, we got two, like I said, we got two women's fights on the show. The first one is at Bantamweight. It was supposed to be Macy Chason versus Sajari Eubanks. And uh, Macy pulled out due to injury. And her replacement uh, is actually a pretty good fighter, Carol Rosa. Um, Carol is from uh, Brazil. Uh, she trains at uh, PRVT, so that means she's a teammate of um, uh, Jessica Andrade. And uh, she is also, uh, so she's trained there by uh, uh, Gaylord Piranha. Okay. Uh, Carol is 2-0 and in the UFC. Uh, I would describe her at this point as unproven because the two uh, fighters she beat were really low-level Brazilians. Now, what happened with her is they kept trying to set her up with Julia Avila, and they never could seem to kind of get it together. A lot of that had to do with the uh, pandemic, but there were other issues. So uh, now they've put her into this fight with Sajara Eubanks. We'll see how she does. Um, I think she's got a good chance to win. Sajara uh, was in tough 26 for um, flyweights. Uh, the problem now, the problem with her as a flyweight is she couldn't make weight. And so they, she was forced to move up to, to bantamweight. And that's a big problem because um, as, a, as a flyweight, uh, she could have been you know, a ranked fighter, uh, but she loses any kind of advantage once she, once she moves up to bantamweight. So, uh, so far, like she won both of her fights at flyweight. And since she switched to um, bantamweight, she's one and two. Uh, she did win her last fight over Sarah Morris. So, uh, like I said, a lot depends on whether um, uh, Carol uh, is a half-decent fighter because uh, the, what we saw from her in her other two fights, it's hard to tell because her opponents were terrible. So that's that's the problem. Okay, the other uh, uh, fight is at flyweight. It was supposed to be Montana De La Rosa versus Marina Moroz, and Marina pulled out. And her replacement is Viviani Araujo. So Viviani is interesting because she is um, 33 years old uh, from Brazil. Um, uh, she's from Brasilia, Brazil. Uh, so uh, I first heard of her, uh, she fought in Japan, and she was uh, a champion pancrase as a strawweight. So she's fought at all three weight classes. She's fought at strawweight, flyweight, and bantamweight. And in fact, her first fight in the UFC was at bantamweight. So uh, she's had three fights in the UFC. She's two and one. And it looks like she's decided to settle on bantamweight. Uh, I actually think she would be more suitable for strawweight because that's that's really her original weight class. So uh, she... Um, uh, lost her last fight to Jessica I. And I don't know, it's funny about that. She started out okay, and uh, she kind of got pooped out. Like, I'm not sure what really happened with her, but uh, we'll see how she looks in this fight here. I don't think Montana is as good a fighter uh, as who she's beat. Who, I mean, she beat... Uh, Viviani also beat um, Alexis Davis. So I, I don't think Montana is that good. Montana was also in... Uh, Tough 26. And um, her husband also fights for the UFC. 
So since uh, uh, Tough 26, she's uh, gone, uh, let's see, she's a total of four and one in the UFC. Uh, Montana is uh, actually uh, from uh, uh, Texas, but she trains at Elevation Fight Team in Denver. So she, she uh, to date, in my opinion, uh, she hasn't beaten really great competition. I mean, the one loss she had was to Andrea Lee, who I don't even think is that good. So um, it's interesting because uh, Viviani is, is a replacement, okay? But she's probably a better fighter than who uh, Montana has beaten to this point. So I would actually favor Viviani in this fight, okay? So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. All right. Anyways, that's it. That's it for today. Once again, don't forget to check out my blog for those videos. And as well, I'll be doing uh, this, uh, the big topic in women's MMA with Schwan Humes. Uh, we'll be doing the podcast on Thursday. Uh, uh, if you have any uh, uh, questions or comments for either my podcast or my blog, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.